Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Manny and Sean Experience podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to tell you all about our experience at Halloween Horror Nights. Stay and scream, and we're going to answer your anonymous questions. And we'll wrap up our podcast episode with What's Your Issue? Stick around. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Manny and Sean Experience Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Manny. And I'm Sean. So happy to have you with us. we are got to do our little roll call. Thank you everybody who continuously listens to us, watches us on YouTube, uh, have branched out into our vlog series and are watching those. Our new subscribers, thank you so much. We can't do this without you. Uh, so if you're just new here, though, you may want to hit that subscribe, like, whatever button, depending where you're watching, listening to us. I don't know. Everybody calls it something else. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, welcome to episode 53. Um, we hope that you enjoyed our crossover episode from last week with Ralph Anthony from Squir- <laughs> Scream Queer Podcast. Um, that was a fun thing for us. It was our first collab. I think we all had a lot of fun doing it. I know I did. It was fun. He was fun. He's very nice and funny. Yes. <laughs> so I really enjoyed it. Um, and if you haven't checked that episode out yet, go give it a listen after this one. Um, cool. It is celebrating spooky season. That's what we're doing with all the podcasts for the month of October, um, including this one. Yes. So please check that out. It's also on audio. So if you. Don't uh, watch us on YouTube, then uh, it's also streaming on all those great platforms that are out there. Um, This month has been interesting for podcasting for us because we've had a lot going on. Blogs, podcasts, and we're pre-recording things. And we literally spent 12 minutes trying to figure out what this episode number would be. (laughs) But it's fine. We're here. Um, So... Let's get into the mixtape and we'll tell you what we're talking about. Yeah, let's roll. You're in the mix. Well, welcome back to the mixtape. We're pre-recording this before it comes out. Well, as all podcasts, but we're doing this like two (laughs) weeks before it comes out, I think. So in this moment, I'm very tired still from... Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. Um, we went to Horror Nights on Thursday. Uh, the 12th. The 12th. <laughs> this time thing is going to mess us up. Um, because it was a cheaper day to go, and we were thinking it would be less busy. Um, they have right there. Yeah. But- uh, it wasn't a Saturday. It wasn't a Saturday. But it I will was give it that. still tremendously busy. It was still tremendously busy. Um, a Thursday. A Thursday night. Don't, th- don't y'all got to work? I mean, I had to work the next day. And that just goes to show you, <laughs> I think it doesn't matter what day you go to Hard Nights, it is going to be busy. Um, Absolutely. We did do Stay and Scream, which was 40 bucks to do. 
Uh, you can get into Universal between three and five. You have to be in by five or else you'll just be wasting your money. Yeah. Universal made an extra $40. Yes. Um, we did that to try to give us a little bit of an advantage. We heard from other YouTubes and websites that Stay and Scream um, allows you to at least get a couple of houses done before they open to the regular public. Um which wound up to be pretty true for us. Somewhat true. Somewhat true <laughs> for us. Um, but we're going to tell you all about our Hard Nights adventure. Yes. And if you're watching me on YouTube, I'm like struggling with my cup. Thank you so much. I can't do that lid. Anyways, we did buy these cups at... You can't see it if you're listening, but we bought these... Halloween Horror Nights cups that allow you to refill your drinks throughout the park absolutely free, which I thought was a decent deal. I mean, we're probably overpaid for the cup, but I mean, it's a souvenir cup. So it was, I think it was 16 bucks and you can refill at any of the freestyle machines throughout the park and some restaurants um, where they have freestyle machines. Yeah. So you get anything Coke products. Water and I think she said ices. Oh, I didn't know about the ices. Yeah, I didn't really so, want ice. <laughs> so if you're going in and you, you got to stay hydrated. Oh, definitely got to stay hydrated. Uh, yes, water's great, but so is soda, Coke Zero. <laughs> um, so definitely get the cup if that's something you're interested in. You know, one drink at Universal is like five dollars. Yeah, so you it's might not as well like a big cup. Either. Yeah, so buy the cup if you're a heavy. So pop water type of drinker. Um, obviously they sell alcohol as well. Yes. It's probably Universal's highest profits is alcohol. Alcohol and food, I would say. Alcohol and food. Yeah. Um, so our stay and stream experience, stay and scream experience. I think we got there around four-ish. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Not important to you. <laughs> we got there before five. Yes. Uh, which was the important thing. Uh, we got in. We got our drinks because we needed to hydrate. Because if you've been to Universal Orlando, it's like a 65-mile hike from the parking lot to the door of the theme park. At least that's what it feels like to me. <laughs> um, cute little parking garage with the whole, like, getting from the parking garage to the entrance of the park is annoying to me i mean i get it first of all i appreciate it being covered parking i will give them that um yeah getting from the parking garage uh to city walk is an, an adventure it's, it's a short walk. i mean they have people moving it's a okay. couple of sean's gonna turn this into a positive for you <laughs> uh. that's what i do i'm sorry <laughs> um i do appreciate <laughs> If you're heavy. wait, hold up. If you're with me on it's a treacherous walk, leave a comment for me. If you're with Sean, that oh, it's all gumdrops and rainbows, leave I a comment for Sean. That. <laughs> and it was like 90% humidity as well. Yes, it was very high. And we were it, we were told that it was going to rain. Oh, multiple weather channels. All week, 90%, 100%. Right. <laughs> Tornado warnings and watches and strong thunderstorms and gusts of winds. <laughs> we bought our raincoats. I bought an umbrella. Girl, we were ready. We were we're ready. like, you will not get us 
rain this year. <laughs> you may jump, you may fall on us, but we're going to be prepared. And did it rain? Not a single. Well, well sprinkle. When we got to Universal, some sprinkles, but not even enough to make you want to bring the raincoat out. No, no, not at all. In the morning, poured. It did rain that yeah. hard that morning. I was like, it's going to be a bad day at Universal. Um, but anyways, we got there before five, we got our drinks, the sun was peeking through the clouds and we were like, okay, it's probably not going to rain. Um, and we had all this gear with us. (laughs) Nevertheless. Um, so screaming, stay and scream. Uh, if you've never heard of it, uh, it gives you three different points throughout the park where you can wait early, uh, for the haunted houses. You can also use that to your advantage if you want to go ride the mummy or something else at Universal. Yeah. I mean, if you get there at three, you have some good time to, to roll. Um, we chose the one with the most potential to see more houses. Yeah. So we stayed in the New York area, which gave you access to du- um, Dueling Dragons, uh, Stranger Things, and The Exorcist. Yes. Um, so... Sean had a long conversation with the universal cast member or team member, as they call them. Um, and she kind of solidified what we were thinking, too, <laughs> in yeah, terms of our line. Kind of really broke down, like, what's the best things to do? Um, because, like I said, we had watched YouTube videos and one in particular I'm very angry at because she did not do what her description said the video <laughs> was about. And I'm I, angry that I gave her a like, but whatever. I, I mean, a watch. Um, but she broke it down telling us like, this is probably the best area to get the best bang for our buck. Um, because the other locations, um, you were just able to get one house, which was Chucky or who the fuck want to do that? I'm just playing. (laughs) I know there's Chucky fans out there. I'm just playing with you. And then the third location gave you access to the last of us and, um, unmasked. Right. And we saw it from like a, a money point, like we can get three houses done for 40 bucks extra it's worth it like i wasn't going to stand in line for one house like who right. does that and we didn't buy express passes this year which is another thing another reason why we got staying screen because if we could get you know three done before they let everybody in that's a win for us because yeah. we're ahead of the game at that point point. there's like we only have seven to go right so after she gave us the, the rundown, the 411, uh, we decided to go get in line. Mm-hmm. It was a very long line <laughs> to get into the location that we wanted. Um, but it, it moved pretty fast. I don't think it was that long. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, once we were in our holding corral, they divided the lines again into the houses. Yeah, that so part was. wasn't long. I'm just talking about like when we were at Transformers. Oh yeah. Oh that I, I didn't even think of that cuz it moved so fast to me. Right. And I think I spent half of the house trying to find if we were going in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> I was tracking down people. I'm like, is this where we're supposed to be in line? Yeah, it wasn't as clear, but we got in line anyway. Um and they like Manny said they did move pretty fast. Once mm-hmm. you were in the New York area, everything was gated off. So like we there was a corral area where they keep everyone and when i was talking to the team member she was like she didn't suggest that we get in there when we first got into the area Mm -hmm. because she's like it's hot the sun is beaming down there's no shade over there 
So she said, wait until around 4.30, 4.45, and then get in line. So that's what we did. We sat on a bench in somewhat of shade. Yeah. <laughs> My sister and her hubby got us a margarita, mm-hmm. which was very delicious. It was a good margarita. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. Watermelon margarita. Um, so closer to five, we decided to finagle over from the massive corral area waiting to kind of the lines mm-hmm. and stranger things and the exorcist did have the longest lines, mm-hmm. uh, in the corral. So we decided to turn towards dueling, dueling dragons. Um, and that went pretty fast. Yeah. We didn't wait too long before they opened the houses and the lines started moving. The right. thing is with Stay and Scream, the, the houses for Stay and Scream are staggered openings. So I think Dueling Dragons um, opened first and then it flowed into the next one. So around 5.15 or so, they, the park closes at 5. They got to get everybody out first. Um, yeah, we were moving before 5. Yeah. And she said that. She was yeah. like, most of the times they open a bit early if they can get everybody out. Yeah. Um, the the massive operation that Universal does there is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Like, to have an active park running and then dividing houses all over the park mm-hmm. was pretty, pretty phenomenal. And hats off to the cast members who had to drag all those barricades <laughs> back after, you know, the stay and screen period ended. Because, my God, there were so many barricades everywhere. There were. Um, so we, we did probably two houses within the extra hour we got. We got in line for the third house probably five minutes before. Uh, yeah, five minutes before because we were panicked. We were in the middle of the street. We're like, what do we do? Do we go to Stranger Things? <laughs> Which already was quoted as a 90-minute. And I this was before so. the park opened. Yeah. And then they actually opened... Yeti? Yeti. They opened the Yeti house uh, a little bit earlier. So we decided to jump into the Yeti house because it said it's it was a five-minute five wait. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a five-minute wait. But anyways, <laughs> uh, we got in line and we did that. So I guess to kind of summarize this part, because we're not going to go as in detail of all the houses, uh, because it, that took way long last time. You can... <laughs> You can go back and see what our most anticipated houses were. Um, I think that was episode something, and it came out in August. Um, I do have the notes here. So it was episode 44, and it came out on August 9th. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube or hear it to see all our first reactions of Horror Nights. Um, but I guess, do we recommend Stay and Scream would be a question that somebody might ask. And I say, yeah. It, it was worth it because... We, one, you get in, it was easy to get in. There was no traffic. Parking was a breeze. Um, So if you wait until like, even like five to drive to Universal, you're going to be in traffic. Yeah. It's going to be hectic getting to the to parking garage. Um, It's going to be hectic getting to city side and then getting to the gates. Mm-hmm. And we avoided all of that. Yeah, I think we were talking about it afterwards, and, and you're right. We were more so like, well, I don't think I, I felt good after the amount of houses we did. Uh, I was really hoping to have gotten three done within the hour and then be in the fourth one by the time the park opened. But nevertheless, 
Uh, I do believe the savings and the sanity that comes with Stay and Scream was beneficial for all of us because we've been in that line when they're getting ready to open at six and it is pandemonium. Yeah. The crowd stretch far beyond the universal gates. The traffic, as he said, getting to universal because remember it's Orlando. So Orlando traffic is hell Mm -hmm. and it's commuters and people are trying to get home and you trying to go to a theme park just to avoid all of that. The $40 was worth, worth it to me. was worth it. Um, also, like being able to get knockout, even if it's just two houses before everybody else that is waiting outside the gates. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Because if you've been to Hard Nights, you know that wait times can get up to two to three hours for a single house. You could spend a majority of your night waiting on one house and they have 10. Yeah. So. The fact that we were able to get two done even before general public is amazing. Yeah. So I just had higher expectations and probably had we gotten there earlier, stood at front of the line to one of these houses, we probably could have crammed three in the first hour uh, and been in line for the fourth before the park opened. But I didn't want to stand in the line. I don't think any of us did. (laughs) It was too damn hot. And if you've been in a corral at some of these theme parks, it, you're literally like cows dragged into it. It's hot. Everybody's moving around. Everybody's sticky. It's not bueno. <laughs> and I didn't want to be in that. But even, even though we were in line, we were in line for the third house when the park opened to everybody else. Yeah, yeah. five minutes before. Yeah. And so the Yeti house like that, it moved fairly quickly. So we were able to get three houses done within a, a good hour yeah, first hour and 15 yeah actually it would be the first hour because houses aren't open till 5 15 so we were out of yeti by 6 15 i think yeah so yeah but i think if if you are diehard and really can can muster it up being amongst so many people uh then probably get there really early at three when they open it up and stay in front of the line in these corrals and stand there for two hours i guess yeah but i'm not about that life i have anxiety <laughs> and I don't like to be around that many people at once. So uh we took the chill way out. Yeah. But, and if you wanna if you wanna do hard nights without paying for express, this is a cheaper option. Much cheaper. <laughs> um and it allows you to at least get a couple of them done before everybody else. So yeah. So put it in perspective, Express was about 120. I think so. And that's that's the night we wanted to go on a Thursday. Right. That that also is flex pricing, which I think will be my issue this week. But. Yeah. <laughs> on Saturdays, I think it's like close to 180. Or more, actually. So, <laughs> so $40 compared to Express. Um, so, yes, I would say it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, if anything, you beat the rush into the park. You can settle in, grab a drink, maybe a bite to eat, uh, and then get ready for the night. Yep. Uh, so as I said, we weren't going to rank all the houses this time. Uh, but just to remind you, there were 10 houses. Uh, there was the last of us based on the game, not the TV series, <laughs> uh, an original house by universal called dueling dragons, uh, a Yeti house, stranger things, unmasked universal monsters, Dr. Oddfellow, 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 uh, which was kind of the mascot of this year 
uh, Darkest Deal Original House, Blood Moon Original House, Exorcist, and Chucky. Yeah. And I read those actually <laughs> the way I rank them in the podcast. So you're welcome. I did it unintentionally. <laughs> so another th- good thing about the singing scream is it, it did allow us to get all the houses done. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a feat within itself. Yes. <laughs> even even for a Thursday is a feat within itself. Yeah. Usually our our attack is come in to Universal immediate right. And hit those houses and go. Is that is that counterclockwise? Mm, sure. sure. Uh, around the theme park, which has always worked out decently for us. Yeah, because a lot of times when they first open, the first thing people will go to is the soundstage houses because they are the closest. Right, and usually the the key the marquee houses are there. Yeah. Um, this time kind of put us in a pickle because we did the stay and scream, so we did some of the houses, and then we're like, okay, these lines are too long because. By the time we got out of the third house, which was the Yeti, uh, I think Stranger Things was pushing 100 minutes. And that was the house that was next. Right. So we decided to bounce up that, and we went towards the back. So we were bouncing around this time, which was not normal for us, uh, which maybe have caused us to walk a little more than normal. Maybe. Um, But we got them done. Yeah. So So we're going to hit you with our top Three houses uh, for 2023 Halloween Horror Nights based on our opinion at the time and minute that we went through. <laughs> the time and minute. Because I, I say this because your experience could be 100% different when you walk through the house. This is true because there was something missing from one of the houses that we saw as we exit a different house. And we was like, oh, that kind of would have made the experience a little better. Right. So, mm. so you know, cast changes, uh, technical issues, things can happen. Yeah. You don't know it. You're just walking through it, right? Right. So you might leave the house and say, that was crap. <laughs> uh, so that's why I say the minutes and the, yeah, all that great stuff. So uh, the... Th- the first ranked, wait, let's start with three. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we'll start at number three. My number three is a tie with The Last of Us and The Exorcist. Now, I originally ranked The Last of Us number one and The Exorcist number nine. <laughs> Tied at number three. I'll let you say yours. What was your number three? Or is it different from mine? Um... My number three is probably Exorcist as well. Exorcist Believer. Um, yeah. I, 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 going in, I did not expect a lot out of it because it's mm-hmm. an IP house. And not to take anything away from the IP houses because a lot of them, all of Universal's houses are very detail-oriented. Yes. So I was expecting that. But I did not expect it to be as good as it was. But it made me even want to go see the movie, so. I've never enjoyed the Exorcist houses they've done. I've always thought they're kind of boring. Uh, How much can you, you know, have somebody at you? Um, But this, this house, Universal must have heard complaints about Exorcist homes in the past. But this house was intense, like seriously intense. Uh, the, The use of... Um, scare tactics were phenomenal to me. Um, I can't remember much of it now that I come <laughs> to think about it. You're going to have to go watch the vlog we did. Uh, but it, w- it really did surprise me because I had it ranked at number nine. 
Yeah. And it is now tied at number three with The Last of Us, which I had at number one. Uh, the Exorcist definitely utilize some scares that I haven't seen before uh, in the trickery of how they did things. They did a lot of like scare, 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 like one right after the other, mm -hmm. uh, which creates intensity and anticipation and really fucks with your brain. Yeah. There was a lot of lighting, which is very common in these homes, but the way they utilize it, it was a, a good way to disorient you and then scare you. Yeah versus sometimes it's the other way they're just disorienting you and the scare happens at the same time by the time you leave that center of being disoriented you then that's where the scare hits you so you don't get a time to kind of like relax yes if that made sense Did that makes sense yeah i don't know if i was getting my point across <laughs> Um, it was a good house. There was a, a lot of scares. There's a poop room and it actually smelled, smelled like, like poop, poop in there. Yep. And they splash you with it. Oh, Jesus. I would hate gross. to work in that room all night. I would um, too. Like, give me a mask. <laughs> <laughs> but like Manny said, um, different types of scares and um, surprising ways. I I enjoyed it. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I was surprised. Pleasant. Maybe it's because I rated it so low and I didn't expect much. Yeah. That that's why it ranked so high here at the end. But if phenomenal job to the cast, hats off to them. They were the scares were timed well. Uh Universal may have used this in the past, but they really use some trickery with walls and sound. Yeah, and I I can't remember if this happened in the Exorcist house. It probably it did, did because in most of the houses this was used um where there is a speaker in the wall and you think Something is coming from the wall and the speaker is more of a distraction um, instead of in most most houses what they use is the drop down window mm -hmm. or like a picture frame and it drops down and someone's behind it. There wasn't a lot of that this no. year. It was only one house that I can think of that they used that in. The rest of them, they used the speaker in the wall trick and it worked every time. Yeah. And I think that was part of the disorienting you because... You would hear the sounds and you would look. And then when you finally readjust, that's where the scare came. Right. And it could be anything from a loud crash sound to somebody whispering to somebody screaming. Like, it, you, don't, you don't know where it's coming from because you're already disoriented. And then to hear this loud sound like right next to your ear, mm -hmm. it, it throws you off. Yeah. I loved it. So hats off to the exorcist. You have made me a believer. believer. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, we won't talk about The Last of Us because I think it's higher on your list okay. of your top three. So we'll go back to that. Um, number two. Number two for me was The Darkest Deal, which was originally number seven. Interesting. Go what on. about you? Um, my number two is going to be Dueling Dragons. Okay, okay, okay. But so, I did love Darkest Deal. Too. So Darkest Deal was an original house. Yes. And I said, I, I ranked it seven, which you and I had a conversation on that episode that we talked about this. He's like, oh, you still ranked it kind of high at number seven. And I talked about Universal's original houses always really exceeding the expectation. No, I don't know. They're always better to <laughs> me, I guess. And this was no different. This was based on... uh a music guy, I guess, that sold his... A blues mu musician um, who sold his soul to the devil for to the fame. Fame and fortune. Yeah. 
And from right off from the beginning, it is in your face. And I think that's what made this house so intense was there was no breathing room for me in this house. And mind you, I went in the front in a lot of these houses, which is not normal <laughs> for Manny. So maybe that's why I have a different perspective on some of these houses. But to me, it was intense. The freaking devil guy was scary as shit. Yeah, as soon as you enter the house, the devil is right there talking to you. Um, basically, like, in a cornfield. And I guess that is supposedly where they made the deal. Um, but get as it. you... Get it. Darkest deal. <laughs> yeah. So when you start, though, he's kind of in human form. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you go through the house, uh, he slowly becomes demon form. Yes. And so you get to, like, hell, basically. And then it's just like... Oh, yeah. Once we got to the hell part of that house... It's full of own demons. I was begging to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> So I was pleasantly surprised by the house. Uh, The scares were just really good for me. And again, it could be my personal experience, but that devil looking thing was scary, scary, scary. Is this the one where I got scared when the sheriff came out? Nope. That was nope. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the one that had the campground? That's Yeti. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Tell me about your number two. Anyways, Darkest Steel, I recommend. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Yeah, my number two is is Dueling Dragons. Um, Dueling Dragons is based off of the roller coaster that was that used to be at Islands of Adventure. Um, love that ride. It was a dueling roller coaster with a fire dragon and an ice dragon. And the house plays off of the same thing. Um, there's a wizard, and then there's the two dragons, and it's basically I think a battle for for power or the castle or whatever. Um, I just which love, is, which again is part of the the ride. They stayed per, pretty true to the ride. Yeah, they stayed pretty true to the ride. Um, the aesthetics, beautiful. It was uh, a beautiful house. Staging, staging. All of it was nice. There was old props from the ride used in the house, which mm-hmm. I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, seeing the ice dragon and the fire dragon in their human form more or less uh was cool those things were creepy um they were and they scared you a lot scared me a lot (laughs) like too much um but it was just it was cool because it's called choose thy fate and at one part you in the house you have to choose do you want fire or ice just like you did on the ride um and when i was talking to the team member uh she said dueling dragon was one of her favorite houses and it also has four different endings according to her so we only went through once um we chose <laughs> the night is too long <laughs> it is too long. we chose fire we chose fire we chose yeah. fire um and i think the decision point at the second point mm-hmm. it was closed off there was a scare actor there uh, but it also looked like there was a screen to where you can go left mm-hmm. so they kind of i think at that point force you for an ending uh yeah, nobody noticed that. I didn't notice that. Because I was the There was a leader. lot going on in that house. There was a lot going on. <laughs> there was tight spaces. There was... Oh, I think open spaces are more scary to me than tight spaces. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know where they're coming from. And they usually fill that part with a lot of fog. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, it was a great house. Great theming. Great costumes. Great scares. So it's my number two. Yeah, and the nostalgia of... The ride itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
I feel like they use the dragons from the entrance. If you ever went to Islands of Adventures, Lost Continent, and you rode that ride, the dragon heads mm. that were used in the ride were in the house. And they were very big. Yes. And they were blowing fire at each other. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. Like, you missed the fire one, didn't you? No, I saw the fire one. I missed the ice ice. one. They were literally spitting fire at each other. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I love that. And there were scare actors in there, too, (laughs) at the same time. So you were just, like, all over the fucking place. Uh, All right. Drum roll to number one. Oh. Um... Oh, my number one house. <laughs> Fuck. My number one house was Yeti. Um, with honorable mention going to The Last of Us. They're kind of tied, if we're going to be honest. Um, but I love Last of Us for a different reason. So I'll talk about, or do you want to say your number one? My number one is Dueling Dragons. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm great. Done. Check. Um, so I was, Yeti was high on my list. Yeah, Yeti was... Number yeah, three. it is number three of mine. On your list. I, I, it may have been number two on mine. Um, I Wait, just... Hold on. I may have jotted that note down here for us. Okay. Yes, you had it number three. Okay. So we both agreed on it. So I know that Universal does costuming very well. And when it comes to creatures, like they've done a werewolf house and literally made it feel like you were in the forest. So mm-hmm. I was like, a Yeti house? I'm all about it. Let's do this. And it did not disappoint. It did not. Um, I mean... Walking into the, the the house immediately, you're outside of a campground. Um, the forest is right here, and the first scare is a yeti coming out of the forest yeah. again. Open space, props, smoke. Yes, gotcha. Um, and going into the house, you go into the ranger station. This is where you got scared by the oh, guy. A ranger came out of nowhere with a giant rifle. I mean, you probably would have gotten scared, too. I know he wasn't a Yeti, but this bitch came. I don't know. Okay. So, what he's... Okay. He's confusing the two. So, uh, that was Joel in The Last of Us. Oh, The Last of Us. No, he came from the right. Yeah, that I was saw, Joel. Joel did scare me, yes. But the, the, the ranger in the station was missing his arm. Oh, I didn't look, I thought he had a gun on him. <laughs> Anyways, that's so how the scared Yeti had I was taken by the time arm. I got there. <laughs> but... There was so many things happening in this house besides the Yetis. There were the people that were being attacked by them mm-hmm. and trying to get away. Um, there was this one scene where you looked out and it was a lake mm-hmm. and you could see a woman's body in there. Um, but there was also, was there a Yeti? There was something. Was it a bear? I don't The bear came later. Um, I don't know. There was something in the lake. I would love to walk through this house. With the lights on. Yeah. Because the lake looks so realistic. And right. I know with the lights on, it's probably nah. just paint and whatever. But the detail in this house was really, you could film a movie in it. Yeah. You Actually, could. I could say that for every, almost every house this year at Universal, which is not uncommon for them. But True. Um, so continue to walk through the house. Uh, you eventually get up to like this attic area and that's where they had like, there was junk and there was like a stuffed bear. And I was like, look, a bear. <laughs> and I thought it was just like a prop. But no, the bear started moving and we got scared. Mm-hmm. Like, so much was happening in the house. Anyway, so towards the end of the house, there's always something, right? Um, 
I was not prepared because I was like, okay, we got the last Yeti. Walking out of the house, I almost ran into this Yeti. He was so big. <laughs> he almost got bitch slapped Like, by he the came Yeti. out of nowhere, <laughs> and I went to run this way and almost ran into a wall. Off, no, not almost. <laughs> Four grown adults slammed into a wall. The police officers and team members we're that laughing. were there were having a great time at our expense. I mean, that Yeti was huge. Huge, and definitely, like, if we were walking any faster, I don't, I think we would have ran into it. Yeah. Not on purpose, but <laughs> his scare was timed precisely. Perfectly. So that house definitely takes the win for this year's Halloween Hornets, at least in our, in our experience. It truly was amazing. This year's houses, I think out of the 10, eight of them were super intense. Mm-hmm. So you, we never left... Okay, maybe two houses. We left a little like, okay, well, I could have just gone home. But amazing, amazing year for Halloween Horror Nights. Um, Did we talk about The Last of Us? No, we're going to talk about it now. Okay. So that's our rankings. We're not going to rank anymore. We're just going to now just tell you a little bit about some of the houses we enjoyed in general. Yeah. So the reason why I didn't necessarily rank Last of Us number one is because I, I am just a fan of the game. I am a fan of the show the universe in general. So seeing that brought to life is what I loved about the house. Um, there was some good scares, don't get me wrong, but like I was more paying attention to the detail and following the story like it was in the game and like, oh, I remember this, oh, I remember that kind of thing for me. Um, but the costumes were amazing, the clickers, the bloater, like Joel and Ellie, it was, it was amazing. Something else I used a lot this year was projection. Yes, I was going to talk about that, too, because they use that really well in, in the Yeti house, in the as house. well as in The Last of mm-hmm. Us. Yeah, I feel like The Exorcist, too. Yes, um, they did. Like, there was points where they would show Joel and Ellie through projection, mm-hmm. and that's where the scares were set up, because you were focusing, obviously, on the projection. Right. Uh, but The Last of Us was a beautiful house. I obviously watched him play the game, uh, so don't remember as much because sometimes I would phase out, but <laughs> the, just being able to see some of the set pieces that were from the game was really cool to watch. And the clickers, the clickers, the clickers, <laughs> and then the, there was a bloater at the end that scared the shit out of us. Oh, that's true. Came out of nowhere, scared the living hell out of us. And they look just like they did on the show and just like they did in the game. Like, yeah. This was probably the longest wait. Yes. It was um, 90 minutes. Yeah, I think we did 90. It said, it ni- like it said 90, but my sister's husband clocked it. I think it was an hour and five. Yeah. So and the, the wait times kind of fluctuated and kind of settled as the night went on. Yeah. It was a Thursday. It was busy, but it wasn't like a Saturday no. busy. Saturday busy. I can't imagine. I've seen some Saturday times of 200 minutes or more. Yeah. So Last of Us and Stranger Things were definitely the longest waits of the night. But I knew that going in that those two were just going to yeah. be, we're going to have to wait. But The Last of Us, if you're a fan of the show or the, or well, the game, it's based on the game. But if you're a fan of the show, you will still connect with many yeah. of the things that you see. Uh, the, obviously, the, the bloaters and the clickers and Joel and Ellie. 
you'll you'll connect with that. And I thought it was a stellar house. Great scares. I ranked it number three uh, in honorable mention with <laughs> Exorcist. So really great house. Uh, the other house that really stood out to us was the Stranger Things. Well, that's a lot. There was a lot of houses that stood out <laughs> to us. But the Stranger Things house, again, it's kind of like The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. You getting to walk through something you've experienced through TV uh, is really impressive to just feel that they created a space like you were there. Like the upside down is obviously in the Stranger Thing house. And walking into that portion of the house, it felt like what we watched on TV. Yeah. Um, getting to go through the trailer um, where the first girl died by Vecna, seeing the um, bed sheet hanging through the ceiling, looking up, seeing people being upside down. Like, there there was so much detail in this house. Um, getting to Vecna's lair, where it was like everything was red and there was smoke and seeing him like held up by the tendrils. Yeah. Like, all of that was, it was really cool. Um, the one thing about the house for me was like the scares were a little mistimed. Um, and the, super missed. It could have just been when we were walking through, and you know how most of these places do. They send you in a conga line. So I don't know if that was the issue or not, but I mean, we did a good job about trying to create space. Yeah, it's still hard. <laughs> I think I think there were missing actors in the house while we were there because when we went into the upside down and his lair, I guess mm-hmm. it felt like something wasn't missing. Like, we were in this huge room. We're walking through it. It's scary, the smoke, the music, the sounds. But I think only one person came out. Yeah, I wasn't. I was looking around because I was expecting something to come out, but nothing did. Yeah. And then even at the end, there was nothing. I felt like the house ended abruptly. And then I thought to myself. It was probably the shortest house of the night. Yeah. I thought to myself, I was like, well... Stranger Things season four, it does end on a cliffhanger, kind of, um, because there's no real resolution. It sets up for the next season. And so I was like, "Mm, maybe they just, I I don't know. But later on in the night, when we went to the house next to it and we're exiting, we saw that there was a Demogorgon outside of the house. And the Demogorgon wasn't there when we went through. Sure won't. So we were like, (laughs) oh, well... That makes more sense. Right. And it probably would have helped yeah. the ending a little bit better. I mean, for me, it wouldn't have saved the house. Yeah. For me, the only reason I really enjoyed the house was the visuals. It's not to say there wasn't scares, because there was. Yeah. But it wasn't as I expected. It was definitely lacking. There was a portion where we saw a technician working on something. So something was definitely wrong as we were walking through the house. I thought that was part of the house at first. I was like, <laughs> I tr- honestly, I tried to think about it. I was like, was there, was there a part in the show where they were working no, on a wall? it was literally a universal technician. <laughs> he was pulling some or hammering some nails with a flashlight. And there was another employee behind him or, or team member. So Yeah, that threw me off. But uh, it was a very pretty house. It was very detailed. If you're a fan of the show, I will still go through the house. Yeah. I would say this year's Universal Halloween Hornets is probably one of the best they've had in quite a few years. Mm -hmm. Uh, The scares were pretty much on point. The houses. 
even though houses that we felt weren't strong, we could still left and said, okay, we got scared a few times, uh, which is nice. But I think they did a great job this year. A lot of their original houses were good, too. Uh, they had the Unmasked Universal Monsters. That was good. Blood Moon, which is based on vampires, was a little weak. A little weak. But it was the last house. Maybe we were just tired. But Maybe so. <laughs> Listen, y'all, if you're going to Universal Halloween Horror Nights, I know there's, there's still two to three weeks. <laughs> Please wear comfortable shoes. Dress appropriately. We saw people just thinking they were going out to a night at the club <laughs> or the movies, and they were sweating their ass off, and you can tell they were suffering. <laughs> Dress appropriately. It is an outdoor event. You're in a house for less than two minutes to get some AC. Dress appropriately for your own sake and sanity in this event. You will not finish Halloween Horror Nights in an hour and change. Even with Express. I mean, unless you don't frequent fear and you're just coming for yeah. a house or two, that's fine. But. Frequent fear lets you come back multiple times. Yeah. But if you have one night dressed appropriately, I see a lot of people trying to get on rides and then complain they didn't get into houses. Your sole purpose of going to Halloween Horror Nights should be to see the houses. Yeah. If you want to ride the Mummy or Transformer, leave it till the end of the night after you've seen all your houses or go during the day. That too. So yeah, so just you know, enjoy the evening, Halloween Horror Nights. We were done by about eleven thirty, I think. We could have gotten on rides; they were open for two, till two a.m. But I was ready to go. I think all of us were ready to go. Oh, we were. We were tired. It's a long night. Be ready for a long night. I'm still recovering. <laughs> I'm still tired because we ended up getting home at almost one because we went again sixty-seven mile walk from the park entrance to the parking oh and then we God. wanted food and the lines at universal were long for food <laughs> we were ready to eat so i'm like let's just go but that'll do it for our halloween horror nights experience if you want to see our vlog it's already up uh it's not as good as it well i'm not gonna say it's not as good as hollow screams vlog but universal says absolutely no recording inside the houses so uh there's really no content in it but you can more clearly understand what the hell we were trying to explain <laughs> and our any reactions we may have missed are going to be better in the uh vlog in the vlog so definitely check that out and if you're interested in how screams we have a podcast reaction on that we also have a vlog out on youtube so moving on in the mixtape we've been asking you guys to uh, send us some questions on anonymously. Anonymously. And uh, we're going to go ahead and pick a question. I'm kind of scared. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what people <laughs> may have asked. Because look, it is... Oh, you can't see, can't it. see that. <laughs> it literally just says new message. And I, can't, I haven't been able to pre-read the question. So if it's too raunchy, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to have to skip it. All right. First question. <laughs> Are you looking to date right now? <laughs> um. <laughs> well, Benny and Sean are together. Um, <laughs> they are currently not looking to date right now. <laughs> do you want to do another one? <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> Did you have anything to add? To no. <laughs> now I want to know who's asked that question. Um, if you ask that question, identify yourself. We have to talk. Asking me that anonymously. Um, do you have trust issues? Oh, that's a good question. Um, no. I am the type of person to fully give trust until you do something to make me take that trust away, usually. Um, that's just who I am. I try to take people at face value. Uh, but I know that most of the time people are trying to present their best selves to you. Um, especially if it's like first meeting someone or, you know, you're in that getting to know someone stage. A lot of people, you want to put your best foot forward. And so you don't get every side of them. Um, but I tend to trust people more then I guess I should. I don't know. Until you give me a reason not to trust you, that's what I do. Um, I'm the opposite of Sean. <laughs> you have to gain my trust. So probably a little harder now. I wouldn't say trust issues. Okay, maybe it is a trust issue. I don't know. <laughs> like, I wholeheartedly trust him and, and whatnot. I'm not going to go into details, but... <laughs> That's for a podcast after dark. Um, but definitely when I meet somebody at first, uh, I usually have a, a, I'm just trying to feel you out. And I do, when it comes to that, I, I feel like we've been burned a few times by friends and such that the trust issue, that's where the trust issue lies. I don't think it lies between us. Though. No. Yeah. Do you want to answer one more or move on to? What's our issue? Um, we can do one more. All right. One more question. And please keep sending these. These are This is kind of fun now. Now that I've gotten through the first one. I'm still scared to open what the next one might be. Are you enjoying it? No, I'm not rating the app right now. Is personality or looks more important to you? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think... <sighs> <laughs> so looks is like the first thing anybody gets off of someone, right? Um, I think physical attraction is important, but I also think that personality can override that. Um, I know that has happened for me where I might not have been attracted that to this person, but their personality made up for it in spades and like wanted to be around them because of their personality um even though they might not have been their attraction physically might not have been there that personality made up for it and so yeah i don't know does that answer the question <laughs> i mean it was either yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh for me i would <clears throat> say personality Looks is looks, you know, you can look at a hot person all day and they can have the grossest personality that makes you find them unattractive. Agree. So, yes, personality to me is big. Um, if you don't have a personality and you have the looks, 
is probably I'm not interested if I was dating. Uh, <laughs> for friends, that doesn't matter, right? But I think personality is huge. Like this is, yes, you look at the physical appearance of somebody all the time if you're dating them or whatnot. But if you got to spend hours on end with them and their personality is trash, like what's that like? You just having good sex, I guess. Hang on. I mean, there are people out there that do that. <laughs> Not me. Well, that'll do it with our questions this week. Uh, keep sending them. Keep sending them. Keep sending <laughs> the questions in. Uh, we will answer them as best we can uh, on a uh, public server here. On a public server. <laughs> Shall we move on to what's your issue? Sure. All right, let's roll. All right. Welcome back to What's Your Issue? Do you have an issue this week? Um, my issue is a subject I've been debating whether I wanted to comment on. Okay. Or not. Oh, I think I know what this is. Um, I've been resistant to post or say anything about this because it is a very hot button in the United States of America. The Israel and um, Palestine issue, Palestine, mm-hmm. is a conversation Sean and I, <laughs> Sean and I have had uh, multiple times since uh, Hamas, the Hamas, attacked Israel. Uh, keeping in mind, Hamas is a terrorist group. The people of Palestine are not all part of that terrorist group. Uh, I've talked to a close friend of mine that also listens to the pod, Julia Meyer Thrasher. You've heard that name a lot about this. And all I want to say is this. I see everybody jumping on the backs of one side or the other. And I understand that this conflict did not grow up yesterday. This conflict has been years, decades, brewing, never been solved. My issue is hearing people saying that it's okay for another group of people to die, to be murdered because of what happened. And I take issue with that because I think all lives are valuable. And I'm not doing a Hillary Clinton here, all right? (laughs) I just think... It hurts. It hurts when you see people like all people of Palestine should die. And I I just don't think that not all people are part of a terrorist group. Many of these people are are young children are being murdered by the Israeli forces. So I don't know if this comment is going to get you to unfollow us or you have issue with me. All I'm saying is. Neither side is right. Neither side is wrong in what they're fighting for. Where I do have pauses, yes, I condone the terrorist attack that should have never happened. But please, we cannot sit here and say that all the people in Palestine need to die or that we need to cut off their livelihoods in terms of water, electricity, and food because of what one terrorist group did. That's like saying when we invade a country as Americans, 
that we're all terrorists, terrorists when we may not all agree with that war or that invasion or that act. So that's where I stand. It's probably not a very popular opinion, but I can't fathom as a hard ass that I am. And if you know me, you know I'm a hard ass. I just can't see, I, I cannot agree with a person that's okay with murdering other people when they're not even a part of that terrorist organization. And that's, that's all you will hear from me commenting. I'm not choosing sides. I'm just saying that lives are valuable. And if we look at conflicts that have happened throughout our world, politics and religion have always been the leaders of war. That's my issue. Agree with everything. Like, I don't know. I know as much as I know about what is happening between Israel and Palestine. Um, and not also not choosing the side either, um, because there's faults on both sides. But at the end of the day, we're all human beings and the actions of a few should not justify the killing of the many. Um, it's such a complex situation and I don't know how to fix it. All I can say is that it is a shame that innocent people are dying um, on both sides. And then for other countries to step in and choose a side and then help another country continue to harm more people is also sad. Um, but hey, that is the world we live in, right? Um, we have a conflict. Sadly. How do we solve it? We blow up the other side. And, and that's been the dawn of our world. Since the dawn of time, and like you say, religion and politics will be the death of us all because no one can agree on something and everybody is so fortified in their beliefs that you are willing to harm someone else for them. And that's just silly. Religion, you can believe whatever you want to believe and we say this all the time. It's on you to believe that. Don't force that on other people. Mm -hmm. um, and the same goes for politics. It's, it's become so divided and so team sports and you have to choose a side and no one's listening and no one's being, no one's compromising anymore. It's just my way or the highway. And we can see it here in America we can't even keep a speaker of a house because a party can't get their own shit together. How are you supposed to lead the country where you can't even get your own shit together within your own party? Like, it's annoying. Um, and I feel horrible for the people of Palestine as well as the people of Israel um, because death is death. Um, whether you are... It's the end. It's ultimate. Whether you are... English, Israeli, Irish, death is death Yeah. at the end of the day. Um, we all bleed the same color. Exactly. So that's all I got to say on the issue as well. Yeah. So, I, yeah. 
I, I, I can't say much more because I'm not an expert in this, but I just know that not everybody that is Palestinian is a terrorist. Just like not everybody who was Iranian, Iraqi, as you know, we like to group everyone into one cup. And not everyone is a part of that same cup. Some people like Coke. Some people like Coke Zero. Some people like Sprite. Some people like Dr. Pepper. Let's not put everybody into the same cup as a terrorist. That's just my MO. What's your issue? Um, I don't even know if I want to do my nail, but it was just going to be... <laughs> Sorry to drag the mood down. Universal and this craziness um, of Horror Nights. Not even Universal. All theme parks. I mean, all theme parks, yes. All theme parks have moved to this pricing where, I won't say all because I don't think all of them do this, but I know Disney does. I know Universal does where they have flex pricing, which means depending on the day that you are going to the park, um, the price could be higher or the price could be lower. It just... Depends. Mm -hmm. And for Horror Nights especially, it is such a highly attended event already um, that I just feel like you're you're already making good money off of people. But charging people more if they come on a Friday, Saturday, or a Sunday because it's the weekend and most people are off. Um, and then on top of that, raising the prices of express passes, which a lot of they encourage people to buy express passes because it helps you avoid the wait times. But putting everything on a flex price, when we priced out going on a Saturday and getting the express passes, it was over $600, which is ridiculous yeah. for an event that is only what? seven hours, eight hours long, and you're not even guaranteed to get through all the houses, even with Express, sometimes you're not guaranteed to get through all of the, the houses. It's ridiculous. The same for Disney. Like, if you're a family of four trying to go to Disney World, I feel like you have to save up for like two years before <laughs> yeah. you can go. Or a good credit card. Or a good credit card. They and do that for their special events too. Like, we haven't gone back to Christmas with Mickey. I forgot what it's called. Mickey's Mary. Mary yeah, sure, Mary, that, Mary, whatever. Christmas. Lots of Mary Marys. <laughs> because the price is like over a hundred and some dollars. And their event's even shorter. Yeah. And all they give you is like some hot cocoa and some cookies. Well, I think they've expanded a little bit. But okay. I well, can't I mean, they should for the price they charge. But I mean, it's just like, stop making this. It's just a money grab. It is. And... I feel like you're you're doing the exact opposite thing of what theme parks are supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about having a good time. It's supposed to be about hanging with your friends or your family and making memories and just forgetting the outside world and all of the trouble that it is and going into this world of make-believe. And you are pricing people out of being able to do that. Yeah, totally pricing people out. Um, but yeah, I... I I love Horror Nights. I love theme parks in general. Um, but it's just getting to the point where, like, I we may skip these events in the future just because it costs way too much to go to it for what you're getting. Yeah. And there's plenty of great local events. 
Yeah, actually, some of the local events have been last year were a lot more fun than some of the actual highly produced events. Yeah. So, key, key to this issue: explore your local haunts. Yeah, I know here in Tampa area we have great ones. We have um, Screamageddon to the north of us. We have Sir Henry's haunted church. Haunted Trails, I believe it's called. Uh, we went to that last year towards like the east of us. There's a new one that opened that we haven't been to, but it seems to be uh, pretty highly regarded. Um, so check out your local haunts. The ticket prices are crazy. Yes, you will go and probably have fun, but if you want a budget and you but you still want to be a part of the Halloween fun, <laughs> check out the local haunts. Like just because they're local doesn't mean. They are not exciting. It doesn't mean they are not spooky because Screamageddon, y'all. I have said I won't return because of that. <laughs> Unless I go, maybe another year or so, maybe I'll build up the courage to go back. <laughs> um, but that'll wrap up this episode of our podcast this week. Thank you for joining us. I hope I didn't offend anybody with my comments. And I'm not trying to offend anyone. Again, I'm not trying to take sides. I just think we should all be humans. And if we all, those that follow a, a God, I feel like every God has talked about peace and love and caring of others. I just feel like we're not doing that in this moment. Yes, terrorist groups need to be handled. But it doesn't mean it extinguishing an entire population of people. No. So that I will do it this week. We hope you'll continue to join us. Uh, follow our socials. Yes, you can follow us on everything at MASXP23. Um, that's Threads, Instagram, where we're most active, and our YouTube. Yes. So please follow, like, subscribe. Uh, I don't know what people call it. These, whatever. All those <laughs> things. Just do it, please. Uh, the quick, the best way to support our channel is through your continued support of liking us, writing a review, just five minutes really helps our podcast. It helps reach us to other stars and galaxies out there <laughs> that are looking to listen or watch us. Yes. Um, so yes, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, especially uh, leaving us a five star review would greatly help us. And if you're on YouTube, just Make sure that you're subscribed and just like the videos. It really helps with the algorithm, which is a pain in the butt. But <laughs> we are trying to push through it. We are still trying to figure out that math formula. <laughs> and neither one of us are mathematicians. So. Or data, whatever they're called now. Data. Mm. Anyways. Well, thanks for joining us. We hope you will continue to join us. As I've said 65 million times, we hope you're enjoying our spooky season. Podcast. And that'll do it. <laughs> I'm out. I'm going to go eat something because apparently I'm always eating. Mm, his stomach is talking, y'all. Do something good for yourself, <laughs> always. And then do something good for someone else. Bye, y'all. Take Bye. care. Get spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to send us your questions. Bye. Money.